Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day from the studio of Leadership Podcast. It is my pleasure to welcome you to another edition of Money Radio. This is the energy focus segment of the program. We are discussing an issue today that is uh, impacting or that is going to impact Nigeria all the way from Ukraine and Russia, and that is rising energy prices. The price of diesel over the past few days has actually increased from around by close to 100%, if not more. And uh, coupled with low supply of electricity to homes, but especially industries, it's going to impact on the price of or the cost of production. And that cost of production is likely to impact you and me. Yes, the entire country in terms of inflation and other problems that will come out of uh, this crisis that is going on in Ukraine. So, to discuss that issue with me uh, in the studio is Mr. Anthony Fuko. So, you're welcome. Thank you. You look so beautiful every day, more and more beautiful. Yes, rising diesel price, poor power supply impact on businesses. I'm your host, Case Hammond. We are going to discuss the issue today. This is a problem. You know, we are not uh, going to feel uh, the impact of shelling on our homes and our hospitals and our schools and government institutions. But somehow, this world being a global village, one problem in the far east can affect the far west, and vice versa, far north, far south. Everything that happens in any part of the world impacts the other part of the world. This is the problem we are faced with. Let's discuss the issue. How is this going, going to affect businesses, the price of diesel? Well, um, like we say, the, the world is um, already a global village, and Nigeria, uh, unlike before, where Nigeria felt insulated from um, effects of things that were happening in other parts of the world, it is no longer so. Whatever happens, before you know it, the impact is being felt here. And um, with the war, the crisis in um, Ukraine, um, the Russian invasion, um, Nigeria is feeling it so much in the sense that um, it's also an oil producing nation. And um, with the Russia being um, the largest, among the largest uh, producer of crude, second largest, second largest producer of crude, it's um, the impact as um, it has affected prices the price of food in the international market and um, while that should be a cause of rejoicing for as it is for other countries that have put their um, plans and structures in order nigeria is actually willing <laughs> businesses have been impacted and um, even though 
petrol, which um, is more commonly a more commonly used um, product of crude, is still subsidized. But of course, the government is really under the impact of what uh, subsidizing petrol at this point is going to do. And we've also seen that um, just in the space of few days, um, diesel has gone from 400 and something per liter to over 600. Even as at the last, um, someone at the depot said um, they were carrying it, they were lifting it from the depot at 650, which means that those who were still selling at about um, 600, even at, as at yesterday at filling stations, it was um, uh, 610, while others were selling at 620 per liter, and it still assumed that those people were selling um, uh, old stock. Yeah. So with that, if um, that increase continues, it means that before you know it, by the time the new price is being affected, you'll be seeing um, the price of diesel rising to be as much as um, 700 per liter, and that goes really their implication especially for businesses whose um, where diesel is their preferred uh, energy of choice as a yeah. result of the heavy duty uh, machineries that they have to power and all that so it's really and then when you now couple it with um, the poor power supply that we've been experiencing at this time in fact we, um, it's at an all-time low right as we speak and um, the players in the energy uh, electricity supply value chain they've actually been trading blades something that we're still looking to so it's a real double one for um, businesses especially and then it's bound to trickle down to the average Nigerian that spells inflation of course that is sad you know in other crimes uh, such things can easily be absorbed through it of course inflation when you talk about inflation especially energy inflation is not being felt only in nigeria because uh, the price of uh, gasoline petrol in the United States over the, the last two weeks has, 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 has increased by up to 75 cents. Yes, and it was only yesterday when, uh, or day before yesterday, when the US President Joe Biden announced uh, releasing some of uh, its, uh, the country's reserve that the price of crude oil actually yeah. dropped. But at the time, it had actually gone far up. Uh, yesterday, as of yesterday, the price of crude, uh, the price of uh, crude oil has actually gone by, gone up by four dollars. Uh, there is no certainty right now, which is not good for business. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's let's double down on uh, diesel price. Yeah. Like you said, most of our industries yeah. provide their own electricity. Mm -hmm. When we talk about electricity here, let's. Let's put everything into perspective. A giant generator or a plant, mm -hmm. these companies use plants. Right. We're not talking about a car. 
talking about a plant. So, if for example, a plant uses say 500 liters of electricity uh, of uh, diesel, diesel in a day, mm. and you are buying each liter 350 or 400 100. in uh, uh, in a day, yeah. 500 multiplied by this additional 200 or 250 that we just mentioned. Yeah. 500 multiplied by 250. You do the math there. It tells you how much more Nigerians are going to have to pay for goods because that is uh, that is added is going to add to the cost of production. And uh, if it is added to the cost of production, the cost of uh, the, the, the end product, the final product, is going to be high up there. Uh, that boosts really a dire situation as we see uh, as we can we can forecast in this year that is going to have serious implication on you know agriculture agriculture is one of nigeria's one of the major contributors to nigeria's gdp agriculture uh, currently no not currently as of 2020 agriculture contributed 24 percent Nigeria's GDP. Yes, that's 24% of Nigeria's GDP. I don't know what it is right now. But when we talk about agriculture, we're talking about the complete value chain from the point of planting, uh, growing, harvesting, and then processing the food that we're talking about. Processing those foods, there are many foods that we eat. That are actually processed. You agree? It's a movita. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not calling any company's name here. No, no I just... <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I think. But the semos. <laughs> the semos. Okay. Our children go to school. Every day you must put biscuits in the. Uh, yes. We're talking about flour. Yes. Bread. Right. Uh, we will talk a host of other things. Juices. All of these things are actually, and these are the these are major contributors of the GDP. GDP. Yeah. All of these things actually contri- uh, constitute what we talk about the cost of production. Because to produce a, a bottle of mineral, mineral, and I was not going to make a mistake of calling any particular mineral, but to, call, to, to, to produce a bottle of mineral, a, a bottle of a beverage, you need electricity. Mm-hmm. And so all of this is going to add to the cost of production. That means we are going to bear the brunt. That is serious. It is serious. And uh, before you know it, this issue of uh, uh, subsidy is still going to raise yes. public head. Maybe President Buhari was right. Uh, somehow, uh, you may not have seen this war in Ukraine come, mm-hmm. but somehow, the move he, he took, I beginning to appreciate it. I'm saying I am beginning to appreciate it. That is suspension of this subsidy, uh, uh, subsidy removal. You know why I say so? Imagine how the cost of living would have been right now, by now if the President Buhari had allowed subsidy to be removed. And removing subsidy, of course, we talk about inflation. Then we are talking about a looming food inflation. 
this case. You can imagine how things would have been for the ordinary man. Maybe you go to the market. Since you go to the market, you can give a little, <laughs> little perspective of that. <laughs> of course, the prices of um, basically every food shop you can think about has um, gone up, and it's still going up. Yeah. You can't actually um, write a specific list with the amount to go to the market <laughs> because um, what you bought things at the last time you were in the market, in, in fact, when you're preparing a fresh list, just um, add something else in addition to it and you'll be very lucky if your new estimate <laughs> is not... Uh, you don't find the prices higher than the new estimate you've given, and so that's what um, we've been seeing um, in recent times. And um, the the fact that situation situations around does not um, indicate that um, something is going to ease. Yes, that is even the, the more worrisome situation because you know if you're going through something and um, there, there are other factors around there are things that are happening that um, kind of give an impression that oh this will soon things will soon ease in the immediate in the immediate future it um it gives some form of hope hope and that hope can give like yes of course it gives some form of hope but here we, we it's like the country have been going from one goal to the other. And right now, uh, what baffles me right now is that um, in the case of the electricity supply um, value chain, the uh, players in that space, they've actually been trading blames. We heard it, um, in fact, as we speak, between um, the beginning of this month and now, over 2,500 megawatts have been lost to the national grid. Why is that? Because um, there are many factors. Uh, the, the gas, uh, the generating companies are saying they cannot generate enough. Um, they are not able to generate enough because they are being owed and as a result of the debt that is um, is piling, they cannot meet their financial obligations to to their gas suppliers. They cannot maintain their um, uh, machineries. They cannot keep them working um, two four seven and so on. And as a result of that, um, uh, generation has dropped. Then that coupled with the fact that okay. Is, um, uh, the minister said it the other day that um, the the water in the dams in the dams have gone so low, so it's not enough. So there's problem on the gas side for the uh, gas thermals. They can't get gas to generate power. On the hydro side, there's not enough um, water in the dam to generate power, and so generation has dropped drastically and then um, the uh, uh, transmission companies are saying oh uh, the 
they've not been able to uh, win enough power because you know they're just kind of trading, trading blames you know the distribution company is uh blaming generation is blaming infrastructure and and so forth and and now even though the, uh, many of the distribution companies have not met uh, many of the times that uh, there are uh, times of agreement like um, improvement in infrastructure uh improvement in metering and the rest right now what they are saying is that well um the central bank of nigeria has escrowed their accounts so they are not um, is the central bank that determines what and what how the monies that goes into the account is apportioned so if those things are not being taken care of then it's not our fault so uh, meanwhile while all of that is going on Nigerians are suffering and the thing doesn't seem to be updating. It's looking like it's going to get worse. Let's cool our nerves down a bit, and uh, as well as for our listeners, let's take a short break. Then we'll come back and discuss if there is any hope in uh, the, 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 the situation we find ourselves in. If there is any hope. No, we are. The suffering continues. We discuss that we'll come back. Stay tuned, listeners. Money Radio. Discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back, viewers. We're still talking about the high cost of diesel, the low supply of electricity, and how it's going to impact the cost of living. In the studio to discuss that remains is a handful of equal. And I'm your host, Case Hammer. So before we went uh, on that break, we were talking about blame game between the Gencos, the Discos, and uh, the transmission company. This thing we have been hearing for ages, at least uh, as far as I can remember since the new owners of the electricity infrastructure came on board in 20, was it 2013? 2013. We have been hearing about this. And uh, I don't see how the country has improved in terms of electricity distribution since, as far as I am aware, 1995. That is as far as I can see. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see any improvement since then. It's not that the country is not producing more electricity. The country is, but you remember that we are produ producing more children. In 1995, I didn't have any. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> so, you see, uh, there, is a, there is a problem there. Let's a look at the comment of Kaku Kantana Usman. Because someone like me here is busy praying for crude oil to crash. To the, the lower, the lower price. price ever to so the lowest price ever the more prices get high the higher the punishment for this incapacitated administration called democracy thank god last last every soul must test must <laughs> i wish petroleum will one day disappear in this country yes that's what this person is saying do you share that consentiment? Wow. It, you know, 
um, when it gets to the point where a resource that should be a huge blessing yes. as um, has become more like a curse. Yes. That is what we are having here. You know, before um, petroleum came, um, petroleum was um, crude oil was discovered in the country. Different, yeah, different um, segments of the country they had um, mineral resources that they exploited. Yeah. We, we had um, cash crops yeah. that were being, um, uh, there were other sources. Nigeria was earning a living before oil was um, discovered. You know, oil, oil, oil really took a very important asset yes. out of Nigeria. Do you know what that asset is? What is that? The will to do hard work. Yes, yes. But hard like work. Oil. Okay, man, everyone relaxed. relaxed. Everyone relaxed. And we're not even um, um, looking at how to, you know, get the best. Get the most maybe, out of the food oil itself. Maybe if uh, we can get to understand the true, the true of oil in this economy, mm. it will be better. Oil contributes uh, not much to the economy. This is an economy of say 500 billion. Guess how much oil is contributing to the government? As of, as of uh, say 2019, let's yes. put 2019 because uh, the COVID 19 or the COVID year, mm-hmm. which uh, that, uh, coronavirus impacted the economy most in 2020. Yes. So let's use 2019 as uh, the year, the example year, the sample year. As of 2019, Nigeria produced oil to the tune of 46 48 billion. But out of that 46, 48 billion, 35% comes to the Nigerian government and 65% goes to the IOC, the International Oil Companies, yeah. that uh, actually mine the oil. Mm-hmm. Of this, you know, 35% of that 46, 48 million is something around 16 billion. Yeah. 16 billion. What is 16 billion? contribution to it, uh, an economy of 500 billion. So we can see that it's only about um, yeah, 16 billion, that is uh, 484 billion. Actually, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's contributed from oil. Yes. But uh, the rest is actually what people do do mm-hmm. our daily activities. And this yes. oil, we overvalue oil. We overvalue it. And if you want to look at it in terms of um, percentage, yes. to the GDP, it's 7%. And it's been hovering at that for, for a long very time. long time. Yes. It's been hovering at that. So this so, oil, oil, maybe we need to really... It's a uh, Usman that has Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe... Um, we really somehow need to see it, take it back. Yes. And back look at what, so what it really is. It, it contributes really very is. little. Yes. Maybe to government workers, maybe it, 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 it pays government workers and it pays government's expenses to some extent. Yeah. 16 billion is not too much. Man. 
And I think, um, you know, um, the what makes it contribute so little is the fact that it, it's um, what we earn is basically from the, the crude. Yeah, from the crude. Uh, yes, yeah. this is being, uh, the food is being improved upon. Uh, and then in the process, people are um, uh, working, um, refining. Yes, that would be value yes, addition. Yes, that would be value addition. And there will I be want to make it much jobs. Yes. Yes. That. Which would be real Which addition be to the real GDP. addition to the GDP. Yeah. But just um because it's just the crude and the crude mainly is not even done. Many of the people working in that space are not Nigerians. They're not Nigerians. The people who really make the money are yes, not Nigerians. From them, they are not Nigerians. Let's so, get something into. Uh, I still want to make a, a comparison here. Uh, using twenty nineteen as a sample year. In 2019, Nigeria made 16.5 billion from oil. Indonesia made 18 billion from the export of palm oil. Did you hear what I said? I heard you. Nigeria got 16.5 about that from crude oil in 2019. Indonesia got that from the export of palm oil in 2019. Now, what do we, why do we bring this uh, issue up? There was a time Nigeria was a superpower in the production, in the production, of, production oil. of oil. At least 48 palm oil. Palm oil. No, that's why I said oil. Palm oil. At least 48, 46 or 48% of the world's palm oil was being produced in uh-huh. Nigeria. Yes. Today, what do we have? We are importing palm oil. We imported palm oil in 2019 to the tune of $199 million. A part of that may have come from Indonesia. Of course, it's not made. It would have come from Indonesia. I hope you got what I said. We imported oil in 2019 according to trading economics. Palm oil. Palm oil. (laughs) We imported palm oil in 2019 to the tune of $199 $199 million. That tells you where we are. We are putting too much value on the Let's get back to the point. The cost of living. How this diesel, the lack of, uh, the, the, the cost of diesel mm. is going to have on inflation. Somehow, whatever we need to do as a country, I'm talking about government. Of course, you and I are government also. Whatever we need to do to beg that good thing, let this your refinery come on stream. I hear that uh, mechanically the refinery is ready, but electronically uh, there are many things that need to put into place the electronically. The refinery is not in it. But some, uh, what if you uh, give us that information that by third quarter of this year, mm-hmm. Is that true? That is the estimate we um, have. The estimate from the company itself. So we are uh, also. If that happens, Dangote Refinery should be able to produce enough diesel for local consumption. Isn't that so? Yes. If that happens, well, our suffering may be reduced. 
that is an international product. Maybe there will be discussion for another day, but diesel is an international product. Yes. How is the country going to in convince Dangote who buys oil at international, international price, price to produce at local consumption price? That is that is the question to you. <laughs> that is the question that has been on the front burner. Um, yes. For a while, at least now. we know that for the country is not going to have that need for foreign exchange. Yes, you know, of, yes. But, uh, a lot of foreign exchange is going to be counted. So maybe uh, I don't know. Let's see. Time uh, will tell. Yes, that's just um, what we can say. But but then while this is on, um, the, the people that we are giving responsibility to. I think it, they just have to begin to see this thing, take it more serious. Yeah. It's not enough to play blame game. Yeah. It's not enough. Like the issue of electricity, um, it's all it's given that uh, dry seeding will come. Yes. And the power uh, and the water in the dam will reduce. That is so. It's, it's not. It is not something that just happens. It's a seasonal thing. And now you it's know, gone. It's not even an excuse that it's tenable. Suppose you are walking, you are walking in my front and you kick a stone. And I come back, I mean, come right after you and kick the same stone and fall. What am I? You're not, you're not learning from examples. Yes. <laughs> so we've, um, we've been making the same errors over and over and again. Give it the same blame over and over. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. These are some of the things prioritization to have. Yes. Taking care of. There's so much to talk. Well, the time is up. Uh, it's a thanks for being here with us today again. Uh, to our producers, we say thank you also. But to you, especially those who follow us, our biggest thanks go to you because it is because of you we are here. We'll meet another day for another edition of Money Radio. Yes, we always invite you to make a date with us by 2 p.m. Nigeria time. Money Radio comes up 2 p.m. Nigeria time. Until we meet another day, my name is Case Hammond. I've been your host. Have a nice day. Stay blessed. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.